Warning: The following program contains content of an adult nature. Listener discretion is advised. Kristen, <laughs> do you have anything to add to that? I would say that the following program contains scenes of a sexual nature, namely and explicitly masturbation, pornographic materials, oral sex, sexual intercourse. Not all of it missionary. Prostitution. Yeah. What else? What else is there? The list goes on. <laughs> the, the list really goes on. It's There's going to be. There's a long list. It's going to be an almost all sex podcast uh, this uh, this time around because we have uh, quite a few movies. I, I feel like there's been a lot of movies. Maybe twas ever thus, but I feel like there's been a lot of movies with um, about sex or containing significant sex scenes, more than usual to my mind. Am I right about that? Well, not just that, but also that are dealing with sex from a slightly different angle. There are more that are acknowledging sorts of sexual addiction that are dealing with the porn industry in a different way. So I really think that's um, that's somewhat new. I don't remember these kinds of movies 15 years ago being all the rage. Yeah, I do too. I think think that's right. Um, So... Let's get to it, as they say. I'm Ray for Guzman, movie critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, producer for The Takeaway. And this is Movie Date with viewer discretion advised. Are you ready for the sex girls? The right, right, ultra-vital, nice, nice girls. So I guess among the movies I'm thinking of that we've seen recently that have these explicit sexual themes, um, and jump in here, Kristen, I'm thinking of Starlet. With Dree Hemingway, she plays a, a porn actress. Lovelace, that's another movie where we have a porn actress being portrayed by um, Amanda Seyfried. Right. Uh, the Canyons with uh, James Dean, an actual porn actor uh, starring in that movie. Lots of uh, explicit and not very enjoyable sex in the, <laughs> in the Canyons. Um, shame, uh, another one, one of... Three movies in recent uh, recent year or so that I can think of about sexual addiction. Shame was the first one with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. And then we had Thanks for Sharing, just, another movie right. um, that's just come out in the last couple of weeks, again, about sexual addiction. Right. Star a romantic studded, comedy. Yeah, romantic, right. Romantic comedy, star-studded cast in that one. Um, and then, of course... Uh, Don John with this week's uh, big thing. This week's big release. Oh no! Did I just say holy mackerel? Uh, We'll talk about parental discretion. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, Kristen! Whoa! This program contains strong language. It sure does. (laughs) (laughs) Strong language and off-color metaphors (laughs) and mild peril. So let's (laughs) (laughs) right. Well, let's um, start off and talk about um, Thanks for Sharing. Um, Ooh, with Mark Ruffalo and Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Josh Gad from Book of Mormon. Tim um, Robbins. Right, Tim Robbins, uh, Patrick Fugit, um, and uh, the singer Pink. Uh, a whole cast of uh, – a whole, a, whole, a whole interesting cast in this film. This is all uh, sort of inter- interconnected stories about sex addicts. All, all, all these stories emanate from one support group, uh, support group in New York uh, where they're all – where they've all come together. They're all sharing their stories, trying to uh, live it you know, one day at a time as they say. 
Um, and, uh, you know, you've got Mark Ruffalo, who's, uh, you know, successful, handsome guy. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is uh, a girl he's just met. Josh Gad plays a guy who is kind of the comic relief, but he also has some fairly serious problems. He's the one character who is facing jail time. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Robbins is uh, the group leader. Pink is a, a new arrival. Uh, uh, the, one, the film's one female uh, sex addict. Uh, and here's a clip. For me, for so long, you know, I, sex was like this, um, this like secretive chase for a fix, right? And now, with us, it's really hard for me to connect that to something that's 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 loving and and intimate and real, and 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 it, it's not you. So, one of the big sex addiction questions out there, a question that I've had. Is this really an addiction? Is it real? Is this a real addiction? And a lot of the times, stars who are caught with their pants down, literally, ah, or politicians who are caught sexting or, you know, whatever it is, they frequently say, oh, you know what? I have a problem. I'm a sex addict. I'm a sex addict. I'm going to go to treatment for a week. Right. And I'm really sorry to the public. And my wife, who's standing here next to me behind this podium supporting me, understands I have an addiction. So it's all going to be fine. That's right. That's normally how I see the whole idea of sex addiction as kind of a stupid cop out. Uh Or I don't want to admit that I just have a problem with impulse control and I don't know how to do a private tweet. I can only do (laughs) it. You know, it's like, come on. But this movie I have actually... a sex addiction that's, that's led me to misunderstand the rules of Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm glad that the movie actually deals with that question because that's one of the questions that I always have when I hear about sex addiction. I think the movie does a lot to humanize people with sex addiction. Yes. And Josh Gad in particular, he is, as you said, he's comic relief in lots of ways, but he also shows in some ways some of the rawest most self-hating moments of what addiction are like and where I'm going to turn this around. Oh, no, I am not going to turn this around. Oh, no, the self-hatred. Oh, no, the pain. Oh, no, the cycle. And I, so I thought some of his moments were really powerful, especially at the beginning of the movie. I think that's – I think so too. And I think w- one reason that his character uh, uh, resonates a little, a little more deeply is because they also in this film connect his sex addiction with food addiction. You know, Josh Gad is a, is a somewhat overweight actor um, and they, they use that uh, to show that he has this food addiction and it seems to dovetail with this other addiction that he has. And there's something – to me, that was convincing about that, uh, mm-hmm. that struck me as real. Whereas, conversely, with someone like, say, Tim Robbins, you never really quite understand what it is that was driving that addiction. Same with Mark Ruffalo's character. Um, you know, he has has this history of, you know, porn and, and hookers and, you know, hotel rooms and, you know. Using girls. Right. And, and using really girls. Really delicate girls. Yeah. <laughs> Troubled girls, you yes, might say. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I, my, my main objection to this film, and, I, and, and my main objection to this film is that you were saying it raises that kind of skeptical question. I feel like it really only raises it once, and that's when Gwyneth Paltrow is interrogating Mark Ruffalo, who has finally admitted to her that he is an addict. And she says, isn't that just something guys say when they're caught cheating? And that's really the only – and I, I think you you and I both probably went, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, Mr. Wiener. But, right. But it's really the only time I think 
you hear a note of skepticism like that. And I think my problem with the movie is that it seems it seems to portray sexual addiction as some kind of something very much akin to a cancer, meaning I was just living compared to cancer actually in the movie. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. It is. And we're, correct. Well, let's not give that away, but it's actually compared to cancer. In the correct. Movie. I remember. You're correct. Yeah. Um, and, and, but, and, and, and meaning sexual addiction is just something that kind of happened to me. I was just kind of going along living my life. And then it turns out I was a sex addict. And now I have to do this thing and exercise this kind of holistic willpower treatment that's going to help cure this cancer. And I, I guess I just felt like, I wanted to see for each of these characters, I wanted to see something deeper that helped me understand what this is like, why it happens. You, you, you could, you know, you sex. You get little hints of it with Josh Gad, and you get little hints of it with Pink telling her backstory. Little hints with Pink as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Pink and Josh Gad actually form a really interesting relationship that I, I found kind of the most compelling one in the whole film. The, I was surprised. The most realistic scene. The most realistic least. and the most, to me, the most affecting. Um, I, thought they, I thought they actually made some, had some really nice moments together, those two. Um, when they go dancing together in that in that, in that kind of weird kind of quasi rave, it just smells like patchouli. The whole scene just smells <laughs> right. like patchouli. Yes, right. it's funny. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, sex addiction. I think there's been a backlash against it. Right, people. Uh, uh, it's been left out of the DSM, the 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 big bi- yeah, yeah. Bible of uh, you know mental disorders. It's been left out of that. A lot of articles from people saying this thing is is bogus. Essentially, I'm willing to believe that it's real the way that a gambling addiction or any kind of compulsive behavior is real. But I, I would have wanted something more out of this movie. It seemed like kind of a shallow treatment. Uh, to, to me, it was not a very good date. Mm. Whereas I'm going to say, I thought it's a romantic comedy. Yeah. I don't know how deep you wanted this to go, for considering <laughs> it's a romantic comedy uh, with yeah. Mark Ruffalo in the lead. And thus, I thought, for what it was, it's not trying to be a deep dive. It's not trying to be a 12-part documentary on Frontline. This mm. is really just a romantic comedy showing some of the complications, like a lot of addict movies. We've seen a lot of 12-step movies over the yeah. course of our lives, all of us have. And for what it was, I thought that it really showed at least some of the complications in a way that regular folks can relate to it and understand, like you said, with the food addiction. Mm-hmm. Um and in another way, showing just how do you tell the truth in a relationship when you're ashamed of certain parts of yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with being with somebody who has such major issues? And I thought there were some interesting conversations about that. Like, mm-hmm. you're not just with an addict. You're the person who chooses to date an addict. And what does that say about you as a person? And right. So I thought those those moments were interesting. And I didn't need it to be a huge investigation of what... Uh, sex addiction was. So I thought it was a pretty good date, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, we should mention that it is, it is the uh, – it's written by and it is the de- directorial debut of Stuart Bloomberg, who uh, co-wrote uh, The Kids Are All Right, which is one of my favorite movies the of the last right. few years. I yes, love that movie. Me too. And, yeah. And I remember just thinking that was a fantastic date also. So yeah. slightly different movie, but I still thought it was a good date. Okay. Split, split decision on that one. So – we have sex addiction here, and then we have at, at, a little bit later. We're going to talk about porn addiction, but let's talk about porn itself. Sure. Uh, one of the movies that I didn't see that you saw, Rafer, was Starlet. 
starlet with Dree Hemingway. Um, and she plays a young woman who is uh, a porn actress. It's not a, it wasn't a great movie, I didn't think, but I thought it was interesting because it showed the porn industry in a very favorable, uh, very flattering light uh, as really just another arm of the service sector. You know, mm, I mean, I mean, interesting. this, the, you know, I was, I was, I was kind of thinking like this could have been said in Starbucks, you know, she, she, <laughs> but it's just that the porn industry is a little more interesting um, and her and the workplace scenes are a little more interesting. But really, it's just, you know, she's just got to clock in, got to do yep. this. Ex- All right. Exactly it's right. It's time to take care of this. Do I have my knee pads ready? Ricks. Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. Clean up over. Yep. Okay. I knew I could depend on you for a knee pad joke, Kristen. (laughs) Knee pads are so handy. Can I just say, recently I was on... Whoa, where's this going? I was on my knees recently um, playing Mm. with some of my friend's kids. And I I don't know if it's because I'm getting close to 40, but my knees hurt so badly after like three (laughs) minutes on my knees on those hardwood floors they have. Jen and Masha, you know who you are, your hardwood floors. And I'm playing with the kids. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my knees hurt. I really wish I had some knee pads. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a that was a total side note. But do you have do you have knee pads, Rafer? I don't have knee really? pads. Really? No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have knee pads. They I come didn't... in so handy. I just can't. I can't. Now nah, my head is kind of spinning, and I can't really think of anything else. Um, but... <laughs> But this, this movie, okay, this movie with like service industry, knee pads, cleanup. So yeah. this movie, Starlet, does it actually enlighten us in some way about sex right now? Do you feel like it's different than the other kinds of sex depictions that we've seen out there in the last, you know, in the last few years? I didn't think it necessarily did, but I think what I appreciated about it was that it. Mostly it portrays her as just kind of a young, somewhat aimless, not super damaged, not drug addicted, not, you know, not one of these sob stories and not one of these, uh, you know, broken human type characters that we think of when we, when when we think of the porn actress. Um, she's just kind of a young, aimless girl, and this happens to be her version of a temp job, you know? Well, I would say that's new then. Yeah, th- I mean, yes. I, I think mean, that's very different than what we've seen in the past. Yeah, um, about in, in, ter- in terms of the porn industry, not yeah. about perhaps not about sex itself, but in terms of the porn yeah, industry, it does. I think depictions of the porn industry are either, A, I'm an oversexed person who just wants to make money and be right. or B, I'm a victim. I don't think we very right. often see what you're talking about, which is like... Right, right. Well, you like know. Like you said, just another service industry job. You're making me want to see this movie. Was it's, it a good yeah. Would you say it's a good date? I thought it was I thought it was an okay date. It has its good points. In the end, I'm not sure I understood quite what the movie was about or why I'd really sat through it or what I'd seen. <laughs> but it had some interesting things. It had some interesting things in it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I kind of want to see it now. It yeah. sounds it sounds interesting. Um, let's talk about the the final sex movie we should discuss today because yes. it is coming out today in wide release. It's getting a lot of buzz and it kind of brings us full circle here. We started with sex addiction, talked about behind the scenes in the porn industry. Now let's talk about a guy who consumes the porn and is somewhat of a sex addict, a porn 
consumption sex addict. Yes. Well, he's definitely a porn addict. Um, so this is what we're talking about is Don John. Um, this is the, the writing and directing debut of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He plays John Martello, uh, typical New Jersey, Italian-American type. Uh, he's got his routine. He's, uh, he you know, hits the club, hangs out with the boys, takes home something in high heels every night, and that's, that's his day. Uh, oh, and then the gym, of course. The, yeah. the church and then the gym. Uh, <laughs> Here's a clip. <laughs> You don't know me, so I'm going to let you off the hook this time. But trust me, in the future, you'll be much happier if you always tell me the truth. Wait, wait, wait. I'll be happier? Well, you don't think I can make you happy if I wanted to? That was uh, Scarlett Johansson, of course, who plays Barbara Sugarman. She's a, what would you call her, kind of a Catholic princess type who uh, basically has the audacity to demand commitment in return (laughs) for her favors. John agrees, uh, to everyone's surprise. They're in love, except for the fact that he still has to sit at his laptop about 10 times a day because he's addicted to mm-hmm. porn. Um, so, Kristen, this movie, here's what I want to ask you. This movie, ha- this movie is, to my mind, one of the first, it's one of the, certainly one of the few movies I have seen that talks with just real frankness, no poetry, no sugarcoating, no euphemisms. Utter, utter frankness about why men like porn. Mm. And I was just curious, and he says a lot of things about what women do that drive him insane, what they don't do, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what bugs him. And I was just curious what you thought of it. Did anything surprise you or did you just think, was this all stuff you'd heard before First or what? First of all, I think we all know why men like porn, okay? Well, but, 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 <laughs> here, but here's the question. We all say that, but Why? Well, I think we know that men like porn because men are visual creatures. Yes. And they get to see in porn things that can very quickly bring them to a point of excitement and release all within a few seconds if they want. Yes. It's a very quick turnaround. Like you go in there not for the plot, not for the story, not for the character development. (laughs) None of the things that we talk about in movie date. You're going in there for a different reason. That reason is fulfilled. Much like – I am hungry. Look, here's a piece of toast, that and I'm going correct. to put it in my mouth. As, done. As, as, a plus B equals C. Done. Right, right. That's what John says. I don't got to say anything. I don't got to do anything. <laughs> there it is. That's which seemed pretty succinct. A lot of women like porn too, but I don't think that women consume it in nearly the quantities. And I think a lot, it's a lot more likely that women will consume porn in the form of smut instead of um, videos. Mean, like like a, smut a, is like literature. Literature, like, yeah. 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 Um, print. Literature. Literature. Erotica. Erotica. <laughs> Anise Nin. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, but I, I also think that there's an issue with this. And I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, Rafer. I mentioned this to a lot of people. I get concerned about young people these days. This is me showing my age. <laughs> kids today, if I, was, if I were in charge of the world, kids today, they would be allowed to watch porn only once a month. And <laughs> not every day, okay. not every week, but once a month you'd be allowed to watch porn. And here's why. Like porn is sexy. Porn is hot sometimes. But what I worry about is the overconsumption of porn or what I consider the overconsumption of porn, especially during your early sexual development years, hmm. can throw off your idea of what sex is supposed to be. And what I liked about this movie is it talks about that. You can tell that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, when he's bringing these women home, is lousy at sex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. You can just tell he's just bad, bad, bad at sex because his idea of what sex is is so informed 
by his overconsumption of porn. Mm-hmm. So you think you do have a concern that there is that there is is or can be something damaging? Oh, about absolutely, it. Huh, absolutely. Do you know who Cindy Gallup is? She's got this whole campaign called "Make Love, Not Porn." Oh uh, no, she, she consumes porn. She likes porn. She has lots of sex, but she at one point in her life, I think she was in her fifties. She was newly single. She decided to just go out on the market and just sleep with tons of guys. Hmm. She said, no strings attached. I'm just here for the sex. And a lot of the guys she had sex with were in their 20s. And she said, the sex was always the same and it was always bad. And it always (laughs) seemed like we were in a really bad porn movie. And over and over and over again, she encountered this problem. And she said, it hit me one day. All of these guys have come of age at a time where their main relationship with sex is through a video screen. Uh And it's through porn. They're all doing exactly the same three moves. (laughs) They're all hitting it in exactly the same way. I'm going to ask you what those are later (laughs) off off mic just to make sure I'm not guilty of this. And they are all expecting me to be having the time of my life. Right. And they don't understand at all how intimacy works, how communication works, how bodies work in different ways. And did you how... say, did you say, <laughs> how, did, how, you said this woman was how old? She was in her 50s at the time. That's interesting because in, in Don John, uh, the movie, Julianne Moore plays an older woman. Uh, a, who teaches Joseph Gordon-Levitt these lessons as well? A few things. Yeah. Um, they ha- they they have an interesting. She he, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is taking a a, a night class and um, at 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 the behest of Barbara Sugarman, who is on who's trying to sell improve him. Um, so he takes a night class reluctantly. He meets Julianne Moore, who's this kind of wacky. Slightly, Stoner, sad, emotional. Yeah, a little unhinged. She's, you know, when he first comes across her, she's sobbing in public. Um, but they strike up a friendship. They strike up a relationship, and she is completely unconcerned with his porn usage, um, but wants to kind of open his eyes to a few things. And I thought that was really interesting. And she, she's, a, I found her a really interesting X factor, a really interesting wild card in the film. And kind of a believable character, um, and I thought that was I thought that was interesting, and it's interesting that she's older, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's she's um, teaching him to make love, not porn. To make love, not porn. Yeah, I thought it was well done. Did you think it was well done, Rafer? I th- I think uh, this there's there's no doubt this will be on my top ten when really when, yeah when the top year comes 10. to a close. It has to be. I can't imagine uh, what would what, I can't imagine there will be enough other movies to to push it off what is already shaping up to be a very slim list for, for this very Aww, slow year. I, I, feel like it's, I feel like it's been a really a, kind of a dud year. I just do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I thought this was really good and really um, just like just, it was really fresh and honest and it felt it had a real individual, personal, unique quality to it that just made you feel like this is, this is really coming – from the heart of one guy. This is not a this is not a, a movie by committee. This is not following a formula. This is really, you know, this is kind of art in the in 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 the way a, a piece of art should be. Um, I think it has a lot of flaws. I think um, I do think those New Jersey accents are pretty bad. They're awful. <laughs> They're yeah. Really, they almost they initially really made my heart sink when the movie started. Oh, God, me too. I was uh, like, oh, yeah. this is going to be some sort of crappy caricature of the Jersey yes. Shore characters. And I I don't think the movie needed that, actually. I don't I don't think it needed that either. But anyway, I I was amazed at how, at how thoroughly the movie won me over. It just seemed so kind of offbeat and unusual, and it never went where I expected it to go. Mm. Um, I, I, I also want to say... 
I think Scarlett Johansson is wonderful in this movie. First of all, her accent's better than Joseph Gordon-Levitt's. <laughs> she's funny. She's sexy. And there are some scenes where she is like where she is ferocious. She is great. And I just I love the movie. Definitely one of the best dates for the year, for sure. Wow. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was a very good date. I don't know if it's going to be on my top 10 list this year, but mm. I have to say thought it was a special little movie and definitely I'll put it on my good date list. Yeah. All right, good. So we, we mostly agree on that. Yeah, mostly. Okay. So We see eye to eye on sex, Kristen. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to share some <laughs> porn scenes with you later and we'll talk about this whole thing. But Please before, do. before we start looking at porn, let's do our uh, trivia as we always end up trivia. Then we can do porn. So last week, in honor of race car movies, in honor of the movie Rush, we asked you to identify a clip in a famous racing car movie. Here's the clip. What are you, some kind of nut? Who do you think you are? Dun, dun, dun! I am Captain Chaos. And this, this is my faithful companion, Cato. Say hello, Cato. And the correct answer is... Cannonball Run. That is a clip from Cannonball Run. Yes. I, I don't understand how nobody got that right. Because Dom DeLuise was yeah. all the rage before we were born. I think this movie is pretty old now, isn't it, Raver? <laughs> so depressing. I just feel like if you hear Dom DeLuise, pretty much your first answer is Cannonball Run, no matter what it is. I just, I don't know. I all don't right. Know, I don't know. Maybe our listeners have such sophisticated taste they don't watch movies like Cannonball Run. You're all such an NPR crowd. <laughs> you never saw Cannonball Run. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry, listeners. I'll stop, I'll stop, brow, I'll stop browbeating you for not being lowbrow enough. Um, this week's this? trivia we're going to do, um, since we've been talking so much about sex and sexual acts uh, on screen, um, Don John is a movie that features uh, a fair amount of masturbation, something that uh, I feel you didn't used to see on screen that much. No, it was pretty rare. Right. But I think American Pie changed that, probably. I think so. But here is a landmark movie, uh, to my mind and to Kristen's mind, <laughs> uh, that featured a very famous scene. Uh, we're going to play the clip. So the question is, what movie... It was released 31 years ago. What movie featured uh, this famous scene of, uh, what should we call that? Self-pleasure. Oh, onanism interruptus. <laughs> here's, a, here's a clip. Stacy, too many Q-tips. I've got water in my ears. I don't know. Check in the house. Well, I'll wait just a minute. Did anybody knock anymore? If you know that movie... <laughs> Fellas, give oh, us a the call. Ladies know the it ladies too. probably do Come too. On. Anyone, of course, is you welcome. Know. It feels so good. Yes, we <laughs> all know what it is. <laughs> all right. Give us a call at 5717 Movies. Or, as always, log on to Facebook.com slash Movie Date Podcast. I'm going to put this in a way so not to offend or unnerve. There's a rumor going all around that you ain't been getting served. Right when all I want to do is wrong. Get up. 